There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat. Or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. To those who visit Mickey D's for their favorite breakfast item and then go somewhere else for coffee, give this Mickey D's brew a second chance. The glow up was real. Try any size iced coffee brewed with 100% Arabica beans for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with a savory sausage McMuffin with egg for $2.79. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everybody, it is Monday night, which means it's time to command your day and to command your week with the power of prayer. Listen, y'all, prayer is going to be amazing tonight. As it always is, um, tonight I was so excited about it. I did a video in advance just to let you know what we're going to be talking about. And so we're starting a little early on Facebook and YouTube and Periscope to give you an opportunity to get in and begin to share uh, so that people can receive this tonight. Listen, prayer is going to be powerful, and and I want you to begin to share this. Let me know where you're watching from, LWS. Let me know where you're watching from, and uh, like the video. Let me know where you're watching from, and share the video. LWS, not SWV. Ain't nothing wrong, no, with the sisters with voices. Come on in, guys. Let me know where you're watching from, uh, uh, and uh, like this video. And, uh, and share this video tonight. Tonight, we're going to talk about a lot in prayer, but we're specifically going to deal a lot uh, with the fear of failure. It's a failure that, it's a fear that's real for many people. And today, the Lord told me to deal with that fear of failure specifically. And so we're going to uh, dig into that thing tonight. So it's going to be powerful. All right. So come on in. Like the video, tell me where you're watching from and share this video. And we are adding now, of course, YouTube, or excuse me, Instagram. What's going on, Instagram? Come on in, y'all. Like the video. Tell me where you're watching from and share this video tonight. We are live for Monday Night Prayer. Command your week prayer. Bishop, why do you call it command your week? It's a very simple principle. Um, in the scripture, the principle of prayer uh, was practiced very differently um, than how we practice it. Come on in, guys. Um, the difference, it was practiced very differently. What do you mean? One, when they prayed, they understood their words had power and authority. Can I get you to type that? on the screen. My words have authority. My words have authority. You got to realize that what comes out of your mouth is creating what manifests. Got it? Your words are creating your world. What's going on, ATL? As you're coming in, like the video. Tell me where you're watching from and share this video. Tonight, we are live uh, for Command Your Week Prayer. So our words have power. Our words have Authority, which means when we speak, heaven responds. And I need you to understand that because sometimes you will feel uh, like, you know, well, it doesn't really matter what I say. It doesn't really matter what I do. You know, it just is whatever. It is not whatever. Your words matter and your words have authority and your words have power. So you got to be careful that, listen, that you are not cursing. Watch me what you have the ability to conquer because of what comes out of your mouth. But not only did they pray with authority. Can I give you a biblical example? When Jesus was dealing with the situation with Lazarus, what had just happened with Lazarus, y'all? Everybody knows Lazarus had died. And what's amazing is that the Bible says that Jesus intentionally waited um, to give um, the time the, for there to be three days to pass so that it would look like it was an impossible situation. 
For some of you, let that be a word. Come on, thanks, Vanity. Love this shirt. Thank you. Got that new one to me. Good. I love this bad boy. In fact, I want to do an order with you, so we're going to talk about that. But uh, let me say this. Uh, in that, Jesus intentionally waited. Um, Jesus knew that Lazarus was sick. They came and told him, hey, Lazarus is sick. You got to come and get Lazarus right away. And you know what Jesus did? Jesus intentionally delayed. Let me stop right there. Because for some of you, the delays that you're experiencing are intentional. Why? Because God is getting ready to work a miracle through your life. I need for those of you that are dealing with some delays that you're like, God, what's going on? What have I been saying to you for the last several months? Every delay is to your benefit. And not only is every delay to your benefit, but some of those delays are intentional. They are by God. God literally says, I intentionally am slowing it up. I'm intentionally making it go at a pace that you didn't prepare for and did not plan for because you're about to be a miracle. I want to cover that in prayer. Come on, y'all. We're coming out the gate tonight. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for every area of our lives where it looks like it's intentionally held up. There is intentional delay or there is something intentional that is happening where it's not going at the speed or the pace in which we anticipate it. And in your name tonight, Father, we thank you that just like you did with Lazarus, you waited, you delayed because you wanted to work a miracle in front of the people for Lazarus. We decree and declare right now in the name of Jesus that every delay that we are experiencing in our life right now. It is simply an indication that you're about to work a miracle. I need everybody on every platform to type that. A miracle, a miracle, a miracle, a miracle. Your life is literally getting ready to become a miracle in the name of Jesus. So forgive us for cursing the delay. Forgive us for being angry with the delay. Forgive us for being frustrated with the delay. Forgive us for even saying... You are a liar or you're not going to come through or it looks like you've let us down. You have never failed us. You have never let us down. You have never disappointed us. You are dependable. You are reliable. And so, Father, we say thank you. Come on, everybody on every platform, type thank you. We say thank you for the delay because the delay is under divine authority. The delay is under divine authority. Authority. You are literally going to use us to work a miracle, just like you did for Lazarus. In Jesus' name, I need everybody to type amen right there. Listen, guys, we're coming out the gate tonight with prayer. I am fired up about prayer, as I always am, but I'm on a whole nother level tonight, um, especially when we get into the meat of what we're going to be praying about tonight. If you're just coming in on every platform, like the video. Tell me where you're watching from and share this video. So I started off by saying why we call this command your week prayer. One, our words have authority. We see this with Jesus. When Jesus finally shows up, Mary and Martha, they walk over to him and they say, Lord, Lazarus is dead. And listen what they say. They say, well, listen, if you had been here, maybe this wouldn't have happened. He says, but even now, they said, we know that he'll rise again. In other words, they had resigned themselves to thinking that it was over. And for some of you tonight, there's stuff in your life that you said, you know what? I guess it's over. I might as well give up. I might as well quit. I might as well throw in the towel. I came to prophesy to you tonight. I'm only five minutes in prayer and we starting high tonight. I'm only five minutes in. For many of you where you think that some things were over, I need you to type this on the screen. It's just beginning. Come on. There's some things you thought when the door was shut and I made a prophesy to you, it's just beginning. There's opportunities for careers you thought was shut down, it's just beginning. There's opportunities that you thought was never going to happen because you disqualified yourself, you screwed it up, you messed it up, you jacked it up, you didn't make the deadline, you didn't fit and turn in the paperwork. 
You didn't send the email. I'm here to tell you tonight, it is just beginning. In other words, they said, well, we know we'll see Lazarus again in the great resurrection. And Jesus said, no, you don't get it. He says, I'm getting ready to work a miracle right now. Jesus walks over to where Lazarus is standing. And the Bible says it's one of the shortest verses outside of Selah or Amen. It says, Jesus wept. Jesus wept. In other words, his humanity began to deal with the reality of his situation. And for some of you, watch me, if this has been you, where you've been having some emotional moments the last two weeks, I need you to just do the hand wave emoji. And you've been having some emotional moments, I just need you to do the hand wave emoji. If things have been weighing on you, I'm wearing you down in such a way to where you've been having an emotional moment. I need you to wave at me because I need to tell you what that emotion is an indication of. That emotion is an indication that Lazarus is about to come forth. I'm going to say it again, and I need you to put a digital praise on what I'm saying tonight, y'all. That emotion is an indication that your Lazarus is about to come forth. Y'all better come on here. For everybody that felt like, oh my God, look at what's going on with my money. Look at what's going on with my family. Look at what's going on with my kids. Look at what's going on with my business. Look what's going on with my career for pastors that are watching. Look at what's going on with my ministry. I need you to know that when Jesus wept, that was one of the last things that happened because right after Jesus wept, you want to know what he did? He said, Lazarus, what did he do? He said, come forth. He prayed. And when he prayed, he had authority. And I need for everybody to realize your emotion is an indication that it is time for evolution. I'm going to say it again. And I need you to put a praise on the screen on every platform. Your emotion is an indication that evolution is getting ready to come. I'm here to prophesy to you new contracts are coming. Come on, y'all. I'm here to prophesy to you new doors are opening. I'm here to prophesy to you new opportunities are opening. I'm going to prophesy to you. There are five of you right now where the reason you were emotional was because of betrayal. I'm going to prophesy to five of you right now that before Friday, you they will be apologizing to you for how they mishandled you. If you are one of those five, I need you to just put a five on the screen. Let's cover it in prayer. Father, thank you that our emotions did not stop us. Thank you that our emotions did not block us. Thank you that our emotions were simply an indication that evolution was getting ready to manifest. Our emotions were simply an indication that change is getting ready to happen. So in Jesus' name tonight, Father, we receive what it is that you are speaking to us. We receive what it is that you are saying to us tonight. And in the name of Jesus, when we say command our week, what do we do? We are getting a hold of the week before the week can get a hold of us. We are getting a hold of the day before the day can get a hold of us. We are letting our circumstances and situations know that we do not serve you, but you serve us. We are letting our circumstances and situations know that we do not bend, nor do we bow to you, but you bend and you bow to us. Jesus wept, which was an indication that evolution was getting ready to happen. In Jesus' name, can I get everybody on every platform type amen right there? Listen, guys, if you're just coming in, like the video, tell me where you're watching from and share this video tonight. I told you I am so fired up about prayer specifically um, because of um, the sequence of events this morning uh, and something that I was sent. I was sent something. Someone sent me something that talked about a fear of failure. And they sent that to me right while I was preparing Wednesday's message. And when I was preparing Wednesday's message, we were dealing with, we're in this series, Bad Boys. And guys, if you have not been staying up to date with this series, you've got to. So here's what you got to do. Can you, I get you to text Harvest to 59769? Can I get everybody, matter of fact, that's watching right now uh, to just type that on the screen so those watching the replay and those that don't have our app, you can get our app, text the word Harvest 
the 59769. Uh, and when you do that, um, you'll be able to get our app. Our app is going through, as I've been mentioning to you for several weeks, it was coming and now it started to happen. It is, uh, it's got tons of updates in there. So many cool features. So many amazing things. In this series, amazing. I see you, Ron, Ron saying great series. It's an amazing series. And um, and so we were talking about King Saul. Then we moved to his replacement, which was David. And, and then on Wednesday, we're getting ready. To, we're going to take a, 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 tur a, a, a turn down another corner. Uh, I need you to hear me. Uh, king Saul failed as king um, because of who was around him. Uh, I was talking to uh, a pastor friend of mine today. And I was sharing with them what I was going to be ministering on Wednesday. And I began to ask this question. I said, how many of your failures as a pastor and as a leader came because, watch me, you considered the feelings of others over the instructions of the father? Come on here, y'all. I said, how many of your failures as a leader, as a pastor, came at the hands uh, of the people that were around you. And then he started, he said, wow. He said, wow. How many of you can be honest that many of your mistakes and failures did not were not necessarily because of you. They were because of people around you. Wave at me, wave at me. It doesn't mean that you're denying responsibility for what you could have done better. It just means if you're honest, the reason you didn't focus on building what you were building is because you were busy being blindsided by their emotions. I need y'all to talk to me tonight. You were busy being blindsided by their emotions. You were busy being blindsided by their attitude. You were busy being blindsided by their lack of consistency. Come on here. You were being busy being blindsided by their lack of faithfulness. You were busy being lack, uh, blindsided by all of these different things. So consequently, King Saul, when he starts, how does he start, y'all? He starts and he's got the Bible that says he's surrounded by worthless fellows. And I talked about that uh, yesterday. I see you, Clifford, waving. Come on here, sir. I see, man of God, God bless you. Um, um, and listen, King David, on King David's first day as king, the Bible says that he is surrounded by mighty men. And on Sunday, I gave you the definition of the meanings of the names of the three mighty men that were around him. And I encourage you to go watch that message in our app uh, so that you can be up to date with where we are at. When you look at it, King Saul failed because of who was around him. David won because of who was around him. I'm going to say that again so you get it. King Saul failed because of who was around him. I want to stop and ask you a question. How much of your failure has came because of your team? How much of your failure has come because of the people around you? How much of your failure has come because of the people you've been surrounded by? Y'all ain't talking to me. How much of your failure has been because you were, you were trying to uh, uh, appease somebody that wasn't appeasable? You were trying um, to deal with somebody's emotions that got you erratic and got you off of your focus. Some of you, you've lost opportunities because you, your family kept calling you while you were in the opportunity and they got you distracted. But tonight, I got an announcement for some of y'all that that season has come to its conclusion. That con season has come to its conclusion. That season has come to its conclusion. Father, in Jesus' name. We prophesy to our own lives that the season, Father, of being distracted and failing because of who was around us, that season has come to its conclusion. We decree and we declare by faith right now that that season has come to its end in the name of Jesus. And what do we announce? We announce winning. We announce victory. We announce success. 
and what you've called us to do. It is not just about us. It is about what you've called us to do, what you've ordained for us to do. I need you to type on the screen. That's over. That's over. That's over. That's over. That's over. And I need you to see it. And for some of you, the people that watch me, because they're, they're some of the people who have been causing you to fail, they're on, uh, watch me, they are literally, uh, they're on your social media and you just need to put that on the screen. That's over because you need to make an announcement that that's over. Saul was surrounded, the Bible says, by worthless fellows. And we went through this on Sunday's message called You're Not a Worthless Man. Before that, it was called Saul's Confessions. Um, and as we looked at all of that, and as we went through all of that, y'all, what was um, remarkable to me is that King David, David had a lot of issues. And for some of you, let's be honest, you think that your issues are disqualifiers. How many of y'all, you can be honest with me, you were Bishop Foreman, so you can be safe. I'll formally greet you if it's your first time in a minute, but we got to go up tonight. What do you mean when you say go up? That means we're going to pray, we're going to pray high. We're going to go up in the spirit tonight. Is there some stuff that we got to go fight in the spirit so we can go secure some victory? Because this is not just going to be a week in the last six months where you're just going to talk about it. I prophesy, listen, I prophesy to you and to me that this next six months, we're not just going to talk about victory. We are going to so walk in that thing and we're going to look at it and say, to God be the glory. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. This is the Lord's doing, and it is great in our eyes. This is the Lord's doing. And it's powerful in our eyes. This is the Lord's doing, and it's amazing in our eyes. Come on, y'all. And again, if you're just coming in, like the video, tell me where you watch it from, share the video. Uh, we're spread out over multiple different social media networks tonight. We're spreading it out on purpose. Uh, and not only we're doing that, but now we also have this new thing called the Harvest Channel in our app and on our website that spreads it out too. So some people be like, where's so-and-so? They just may be on another network. Got it? Everybody's here and there's more folks coming in. Matter of fact, I just need you to say, say, say we're growing. Come on, everybody type that. Say we're growing, we're growing, we're growing, we're growing. Come on, agree with me. Bishop Foreman's heart and Harvest's heart is all about reaching more people and changing more lives. Come on, agree with me, y'all. We're growing, we're growing, we're growing, we're growing. Now, um, King David had a lot of issues. Um, David had rejection issues. His father rejected him because him and his brothers had uh, different uh, mothers. David had uh, family competition issues. Um, that can be a real lethal thing when you're in competition with your siblings. The people who are supposed to aid you are the people who are actually attacking you. I want to cover that. Father, in Jesus' name, for everybody watching, where the people who are supposed to aid them, that's their blood, their siblings, their brothers, their sisters, that are actually attacking them. Father, in the name of Jesus, we shut down the attack. Why do we shut it down? We shut down the attack because the attack will not be effective. The attack will not succeed. But in the name of Jesus, we decree and declare tonight. And if this is you, I need you to be, I need you to, I need you to just say, uh, uh, I agree. I agree. Where there is sibling rivalry and sibling attack. And, and issues uh, like Joseph and his brothers and, and Moses and his brother and sister. In the name of Jesus, we shut that down and we decree and declare that everybody that is watching right now, that they would overcome, that they would not be pulled into family drama. They would not be pulled into family issues that who's supposed to be supporting them. Father, that if they won't support, watch me, that it'll no longer, oh my God, that it'll no longer matter. Because for some of you, the reality is, is they never supported. All they tried to do is ride on you to get to where they were going. But in the name of Jesus, I declare 
It will no longer matter to you whether they do or they don't because you're going to get there anyhow. In Jesus' name, don't type amen right there. David's brothers, um, they had issues. David's brothers, they had uh, uh, all types of challenges. Um, his father rejects him. He's got sibling rivalry issues. Y'all with me? His brothers reject him. He's got sibling rivalry issues. Um, and then on top of that, David struggles with lust. He struggles with lust. What do you mean he struggles with lust? Actually, it's not really a struggle. Sometimes you say stuff is a struggle. It ain't no struggle. David just, David was, David was friendly with the saints. Huh? What do you mean? Friendly with the saints. Um, David was friendly with the saints. What is friendly with the saints? That's a real church stuff way of saying David got around. Um, and what was amazing about that, and I need some of y'all to hear me, because for some of you, I just heard this, y'all got to flow with me tonight. We're going in. I'll, I'll do announcements in a minute, but we're going in. Um, for some of you who you've had infidelity in past relationships, or you've had someone cheat on you, or you've had someone do you wrong, here's what it will do. It will attack your self-esteem to make you think that something is wrong with you. And I need you to hear me. The Bible teaches us that David, one of his uh, uh, wives was Abigail. And Abigail in the Hebrew Midrash, that is when the rabbis discussed the text, um, the Torah, that um, that David, and beyond that, Pentateuch and beyond that, that David, hear me, that David was married to what the Hebrew said was one of the most beautiful Hebrew women to ever live. Stop. Which means when David is uh, uh, is going around town and, you know, you know, you know, mm -hmm. listen, um, no diggity, no doubt. Listen, when David is doing that, David already had him a tin at the house. Listen, David already had him a tin at the house. What are you saying? He already had the most beautiful woman there was. So the issue, hear me, the issue was not simply specifically related to David wanting a more beautiful woman. He already had the most beautiful woman. What David's issue was, was that it was fulfilling a insecurity in himself. And for some of you tonight, we need to cover that because for some of you, since, since you've been, you've been, you've had infidelity, you dealt with betrayal, you're very insecure. We're about to shut that down right now. I need you to type on the screen, no insecurity. Everybody, everybody, everybody. No insecurity. Put that on the screen. If you're like, Bishop, I don't deal with insecurity. Put that on the screen. Because for many of you, the way people in your past have handled you have got you insecure in your present. Come on. The way people in your past have handled you have got you insecure in your present. And when you're insecure, you're irritable. When you're insecure... You're insubordinate. When you're insecure, you're irrational. And when you are insecure, you get yourself caught up in all kind of issues. You ready? Let's cover that in prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for revelation tonight. Whenever something is revealed, it is because that's something you want to heal. And in your name right now, Father, we release all of our insecurities because of the way people in our past have handled us. We release those to you tonight. In the name of Jesus. And we decree and declare that in our present, we will not carry past insecurities because of how we've been betrayed, because of how we've had infidelity, or how we've had people do us wrong, or how we've had people handle us wrong, or how we've had people lie to us, or how we've had people do us in a way that's not right. And in Jesus' name, we declare we are secure, insecure. That means there's something in us that has to be locked up. Something in us that has to be shored up. Something in us that has to be strengthened. So we walk in security. And that security is you. Come on, everybody type Jesus on the screen. 
And security is you. You are what makes us secure. Why do we know you're secure? You make us secure because you're faithful. Because you're reliable, because you are dependable, because you can be counted on, because we know you're going to show up. We know you're going to show up. We know you're going to be present. We know that we're not going to miss you. We know that you're not going to leave us hanging. We know that you're not going to disappoint us. We know that you're not going to fail us. Our security is in you. It's not in our education. It's not in our money. It's not in our stuff. It's not in our looks. It's not in any physical attribute. It's not in where we live. It's not in what we drive. It is not in anything that we can possess. The thing that gives us security is a name. And that name is Jesus. We're secure in that name because the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run in. And they are what? They are safe. Your name makes us safe. Your name makes us secure. We're secure in our future because of you. We're secure in our finances. Come on, y'all, because of you. We are secure in our relationships because of you. We are not depending on other human beings to give us security. We are dependent upon you to give us security tonight. So we make our claim to you great. We make our claim to you aloud uh, 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 and, and, and vociferous tonight because you are the God that makes us secure. You are the God that makes us feel like it's going to be all right. Come on. You are the God that makes us know that all things are working together. Put Romans 8, 28. All things are working together for our good. You take the good, you take the bad, you take the ugly, and you make them work. It's working, it's working, it's working. The delay is working. The denial is working. The betrayal is working. The disappointment is working. The frustration is working. The demons trying to mess with you is working. The warfare coming against you is working. Your haters, it's working. Those that are for you, it is working for your good. In Jesus' name, can I get everybody right there to type amen on the screen? Wow. Come on. Listen. Let me get through these announcements. If it is your first time uh, with us tonight, wow, we are so glad you're with us on prayer across all the different digital platforms. Again, for many of you, um, because we've opened it up to multiple platforms now, we're streaming it. Um, now, you may see some people that are on a different platform. Some people may be on the Harvest Channel. On the Harvest Channel, you can't, there's no chat on the Harvest Channel. And just for those of you that want to watch, if you want to chat, you can get on Instagram or the YouTube channels or the Facebook channels on Periscope if you want to chat. If you're good, you don't need to chat. You can watch on the Harvest Channel, all right? I encourage you, please, again, get our app, text HARVEST to 59769. Can I get a few of y'all to put that on each platform? Text HARVEST to 59769. Get our free app. You can see the most recent messages, all of our podcasts. If you haven't seen the new app updates, go check it out. It's amazing. Same thing as our website. If you haven't seen our website, it's going through an update. There's another series of that. So I know for some of you, have had a couple of um, more things are different in their new places. And so thank you for your patience. I love you. Thank you for your patience and, uh, and understanding that. All right. Uh, we just what are we doing? What I told you we were going to do. We were going to begin evolving and evolving very quickly. And so um, that's what is happening. Let me say this um, tonight. Um, if you haven't looked at Sunday's message, get it. It's in our app. It's called You Are Not a Worthless Man. Can I get everybody, uh, if you're a woman, say woman, man, say man. I am not a worthless blank, whatever it is, woman or man, whatever you are. I'm not a worthless or if you're, you know, boy or girl, you know, young man, young lady. All right. I need you to put that on the screen. Um, we talked about this because we looked at how David, David was successful because he started with what? Mighty men. Uh, Saul was not successful because he had worthless men around him. 
He had worthless men around him. I need y'all to get that. He had worthless men around him. One of the most interesting things to me when I was preparing for that message is that term worthless man actually appears in the Bible about 50 times. I think that is so significant. Please listen to me. I think it is so significant to see that that term appears on the Bible, in the Bible, 50 times. I want to know why? Because 50 is the number of jubilee or celebration. But here's my question. Why so many times? Can I tell you? Y'all ready for this? This is going to blow your mind. You ready? Here it is. Because for many of us, it takes us a long time before we ever purge worthless people. Wow. I need y'all to say wow right there. If you on chat, say wow. It takes us a long time to get it. In fact, when I was studying, it's interesting because the Bible talks about a time where um, they told the Benjamites, which was one of the 12 tribes of Israel. So Israel was a man named Jacob. Um, Jacob and Israel, same person. He has 12 sons, the 12 sons of the 12 tribes of Israel. One of those tribes is named Benjamin. Benjamin means um, to be a ravenous wolf. And so the Bible says, I need y'all to get that. The Bible says um, that they pleaded with the Benjamites, get rid of the worthless men. And you want to know what they did? They said, we will not. Come on. I need you to get that. They said, get rid of these worthless folk that are around you because they are literally causing you defeat. And do you not know they said no? Can I be honest with us tonight? Y'all ready for the cover this in prayer? The reason it appears 50 times, that phrase, worthless men or worthless fellows or a variation of the sort. The reason it appears that many times is because for most of us is that we purge the wrong people. Whoa. You purge the wrong people. You purge the folk that challenge you to be better. Often you don't charge, charge, uh, purge the people that are worthless because the worthless people, can I be very honest with you? Here, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Here's why. Because the worthless people deep down inside make you feel better about you. I need y'all to not be quiet with me tonight. I need y'all not to be quiet with me. What does that song says? I will not be silent. I need you not to be silent on prayer tonight. For many of us, we don't purge the worthless people. And you say, what is a worthless pain? God is, uh, everybody's worthless. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got worth. Mm -mm -mm -mm. We're just talking Bible tonight. Everybody may have worth to God, but it does not mean that they add worth to you. Everybody has worth to God, but it does not mean that everybody adds worth to you. I'm going to say it again. Everybody has worth to God, but it does not mean that they add worth to you. And some of y'all got to stop thinking that you Jesus Jr. And you're trying to save people and you're trying to change people's hearts. That is not your responsibility. That is not your job. Tina says, Bishop, you are on point. I'm just giving you the word. We're going to move into this thing deeper with the fear of failure because I'm going to tell you why we're starting here in a moment. So David was successful because of who was around him. Saul failed because of who was around him. Saul, he had, the Bible says, some men that were some men of valor that the Lord touched to be that way, which means it wasn't their natural disposition to be that way, which means, um, listen, whenever you're trying to accomplish something being, you don't have y'all ready for something. Can I be very honest with you? Whenever you're trying to accomplish something big, you don't have time to wait for people to change into what you need them to be. I'm going to let that sit on you for a minute. Um, many of you, you're trying to do amazing things and progressing and moving forward. 
The problem is you're surrounded by people who it's not in them to be what you need them to be. So you're spending all your time trying to get them to change, not realizing that um, one, there's no guarantee they will change. Two, there is no guarantee that they actually want to change. Three, there is no guarantee that they actually care about what you're trying to build. David's guys, the Bible says they gave him strong support in his kingdom. Question, what are the people around you there for? What are they trying to do? Are they trying to help you build a better life? Or are they there just because they need somebody to talk to late in the midnight hour? Come on, y'all. Are they there in your life um, to actually help you accomplish something and vice versa? What are you in their life trying to help them accomplish? Got it? Support is only support if it's what I need. Support is only support if it's what I need. See, this is a stool I'm sitting on. Everybody see the stool? You can't see the stool. Uh-oh. You can't see. Uh-oh. <laughs> you can't see the stool there. Okay? Listen, this stool is giving me support. But watch me. But it's if it's not helping me to do what I need to do, what I need to do right now, I need to get to prayer because we're covering things in prayer and we're covering, uh, uh, we're covering your life and aspects of your life in prayer. If it is not what I need, it ain't support. You got some people in your life that are say, you know, I'm just here to support you. They don't do nothing necessary to the help. Y'all ain't going to talk. All right. So I want to pray for this. Uh, and we're going to cover each of these aspects and then we're going to go deeper into this fear of failure. Because much of your fear of failure, it comes from, watch me, it comes from worthless people from the past. Now, again, please, guys, don't hear that in a negative way. I'm not calling human beings, you know, God doesn't love them and they're worthless people. What I am saying is what the Bible says. Um, everybody's got worth to God, but it does not mean that they bring worth to you. All right. You ready? Let's pray this prayer. Father, in Jesus name, open our eyes so that we can see the worthless fellows in our life. Open our eyes so we can see where we have been the worthless fellow in somebody else's life. And tonight, God, we declare that in the last six months of this year that we will not tolerate worthless folk in our lives and we will not tolerate being worthless in somebody else's life. We declare, oh, Baba Shayata. We declare, Father, that in the next six months of this year, every relationship, every friendship, every business partnership, that it will be divine, that it will be intentional, that they bring value to us and we bring value to them. Them. We declare no more leeches. Come on, y'all. We declare no more valueless relationships, no more valueless connections, no more wasted phone conversations. My God, no more wasted emails, no more wasted Facebook. We declare no more waste because we are moving in haste. What does that mean? We are moving quickly towards what you have ordained for our lives. And we thank you that it is so right now in Jesus name. Can I get everybody on every platform? To type amen right there. Folks, if you're just coming in, folks, <laughs> folks, if you're just coming in, like the video, tell me where you're watching from, share this video tonight. Um, prayer is going to be powerful. We are getting to a fear of failure. We're starting with where we've been in our series at Harvest. I teach you the series at Harvest because I want you to get great results in your life. And we started out the gate. So if you came in late, I need you after prayers over to go back to the beginning. And I need you to look at look at it from the beginning. Um, we've got lots of new ways to watch on all of our Facebook pages uh, and, on, and our Facebook group and all of our um, YouTube pages on Periscope. And now we have something called the Harvest Channel. 
on where you're able to watch. On the Harvest Channel, you're not able to chat. So if you're good, you don't want to chat, you just want to watch, you can go to the Harvest Channel and you can watch it on any platform. What are we doing? We are maximizing technology to reach as many people as possible. Come on here, y'all. We are maximizing technology to reach as many people as possible. All right, listen. So uh, can I get everybody to type this on the screen? No worthless people. No worthless people. Again, please hear me. Everybody has worth to God. Not everybody has worth to you. Everybody has worth to God. Not everybody has worth to you. I saw this meme that I liked one time, and here's what the meme said. God may not be done with you, but I am. All right? Too many times we protect keeping people around us that are actually creating the problems for us. We protect keeping people around us that are actually creating the problems around us. I see this prayer is exactly what I've been praying earlier today. Um, when I did the video earlier, I saw several comments come in. Y'all pray for Instagram. Instagram, get... I, I don't understand Instagram. So you have stuff on my Instagram that it'll get six, seven, eight, nine, ten thousand, eleven, twelve, thirteen thousand views. And then you have some where it gets like, you know, 400 views, 500 views or whatever. So y'all pray for Instagram that they get that algorithm together. Matter of fact, I'm seriously going to pray about that. Father, in Jesus name, everything I do is about reaching people for your glory. So cross Instagram to open up its algorithm so that we, that the Bishop Foreman and the Harvard search pages can reach all of its followers and even more. Why? So we can get your word out so that your word can transform the lives of people in Jesus name. Can I get everybody to agree with me on that? Um, I, I, sometimes I look, I'm like, what? This don't even make any sense. Got it. And y'all see everything I post. Everything I post is about speaking life into your life. Everything I post is about giving you word, encouraging you building you up. Y'all y'all see that. That's what I post. I'm not just posting model pics. I'm not against people who do uh, or, or don't. And I'm not saying I won't post a picture one day. I used to train models, but um, I'm not just posting pics saying, hey, look at me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nothing against people who do. I'm just saying, you'll notice everything I put out on social media, I strive for it to be speaking life uh, into your life. So listen, Saul lost because of what? The people around him. David won because of what? The people around him. Which means who's around you matters way more than we give it credit to. And the Bible says that Saul had worthless men around him. And on David's last day, on David's last day, on David's last day, <laughs> my pleasure, Angel. On David's, uh, David's last day on the earth, he warns his successors, who would be Solomon. He warns him about worthless people. He says, son, you're getting ready to take the throne and I need you to watch out for some worthless men. That's in 2 Samuel 23 and 6. 2 Samuel 23 and 6. Can I get a few of you to type that on the screen, that scripture? 2 Samuel 23 and 6. When David died, his last day, it's his last words. Literally, that's the name of the chapter, David's last words. He says, but worthless men, he's saying, beware, because worthless men, they're like thorns that are, um, that are thrown away, for they cannot be taken with the hand. What does this mean? Some of you, please hear me, guys. Some of you, when you are dealing um, with people that the Bible deems worthless. And remember, everybody has worth to God. It does not mean that they add worth to you. Okay? But everybody has worth to God. So I don't want you, you know, getting out here thinking, you know, you just tell people, you ain't worth. Mm -mm, we don't do that. We don't do that. You want to do that. It just doesn't mean that they add worth to you. Okay? All right. Now, because uh, God, what does the Bible teach us? That the Lord used uh, a jackass to speak to Balaam. Got it? He used his donkey which is a female donkey, which is actually more technically called a Jenny, all right? Uh, not a Jack. But anyway, um, I need you to hear me. Um, in this, David's last words are this. 
but worthless men are like thorns that are thrown away. He said, they cannot be taken with their hand. In other words, look what he says, holding on to them will hurt you. How many of y'all right now, you can be honest that there are some people in your life, friends, family, acquaintances, where you are holding on to them. But as you are holding on to them, literally, what does the thorn do? It pierces your skin and you're bleeding. How many of you, you're going to be honest right now on chat and you can say, I got some folk like that right now. Do the hand wave emoji right now. If that's you, do the hand wave emoji right now. Do the hand wave emoji right now. Do the hand wave emoji right now. Notice the instructions David gave. He said, don't take them with the hand. In other words, he says, don't deal with them that close and personal. I see you coming. This just happened. Because I know, I, I listen, I got the Holy Ghost, not the Holy Guest. Come on. All right? I know this is all up in your business because we're about to get to a fear of failure in a minute. Got it? He says, don't you take them by the hand. He says, because if you take them by the hand, holding on to them is going to hurt you. It's going to hurt you. It's going to hurt you. Father, in Jesus' name, we pray tonight that you would show us those that you put in this category of worthless men. We know everybody has worth and value to you, but it does not mean that they add worth to us. And that doesn't make them a bad person. That doesn't make them an evil person. It just means we don't fit. Come on, y'all. It just means we don't fit in Jesus' name. Everybody listen. Many times when you come across people like this in your life, you get very bitter and you get very angry and you look, you ain't nothing, you ain't nothing, your mom wasn't nothing, you done and you get angry. Listen, sometimes it's just not a fit and that's okay. You do not have to get all upset and angry. Listen, every identification does not have to end with, with spiritual homicide. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Every, listen, once I peep game, I see what it is. Peep game. Let me translate for my Denver folks. That means once I identify what the issues are, it does not mean that this has to be a, an evil, you know what, I hate you. Prince wrote a song years ago called I Hate You Because I Love You. And too many of us, we are spending time in negative emotions. Y'all listen to me. We're spending time in negative emotions. And those negative emotions are because we've identified, hey, this person is doesn't bring worth or value to us and vice versa. But then it turns into this negative drag out. You, you talk crazy on them to social media. You got to go talk. Listen, you go get a crew of people to try to think the same way against them. Stop. I pray that once you recognize they're worthless, what did David tell his successor? He says, don't take them by the hand. Don't put them in your hand. Don't hold on no more. Whoop. I think you better let it go. I need some of y'all to just say, I let them go. Did I tie that up? Put it on the screen. I let them go. You do not have to get mad calling their mama just so you know what your son is, just so you know what you're doing. Look, they know. They knew they was worthless. That's why for some of them, they warned you and you ignored their warnings. Uh-oh, uh who's the word? Who, 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 what word? Who is that for? Better let it go. Let's cover that in prayer. Father, give us the grace not to hold them by the hand. You told us through David, don't hold him by the hand. Don't put them in our hand. Don't deal with it like that. And forgive us, Father, for getting so angry and getting worked up and getting bitter and cussing and acting a fool. Forgive us for that, Lord. It didn't require all of that. It didn't need all of that. It did not require us 
to get to that place. Instead, Father, we choose to walk in love. Somebody put it on the screen. I'm walking in love. I'm walking in love. What does that mean? I love me enough to say you don't add value to me. And I love you enough to recognize that you can do better for somebody else. Whatever they are, friends, family, employees, uh, leaders, whatever it is, I think we better let it go because we ain't finna have no more love TKOs in Jesus name. I need y'all to put amen on the screen. Listen, I've been going since we started for 41 minutes. I got to hurry up. Um, listen, here's the next part. I'm getting your fear of failure right here. 2 Samuel 23, 7. Remember, guys, if you're just coming in, like the video, tell me where you're watching from, share it. Remember, we got multiple platforms going tonight, including a new one called the Harvest Channel, where there's no chat on that uh, on, um, for the Harvest Channel. So we got lots of ways to watch now. And so you may be like, where's so-and-so? They just may be on a different platform, all right? And if you haven't shared me, share this. What are you doing? You are sharing the chain-breaking power of Jesus. That's what you're sharing. You are sharing the chain-breaking power of Jesus. It took me a while. I didn't see the cross at first when I first looked at the shirt. I didn't see that, but I love it. Listen, um, Saul failed because of who was around him. David won because of who was around him. Your successes and failures have more to do with who's around you than you. David dealt with, what did we learn? Rejection issues. David dealt with what? Family rivalry issues. He dealt with womanizing issues. But guess what? Because he had the right people around him, he still won. Because he had the right people around him, he still won. And for some, you look, let me, oh, I just heard the Holy Ghost. Listen, for some of y'all, you're looking at other people. And here's what you do. If this is you, I, as soon as I say this, I need you to just say on the screen, OMG, OMG, type it all caps, OMG, if this is you. For many of you, you keep comparing yourself to other people saying, and listen, you're not trying to be petty. You're not trying to be shady. You're not trying to be a hater. But on the, but on the real, here's what you do. On the real, here's what you do. You're like, you know what? Um, thank you for answering the questions here. You know what? God, I act like they don't be. Okay, y'all ready? God, okay, Lord, I love everybody. But Lord, I do it better than them. Come on, where you at? I do it better than them. God, they, they, they're not, they don't even care about it. Who am I talking to? OMG, if that's you. When you look at other people succeeding at things, sometimes you're like, okay, Lord, I am not a hater, but for real though? Come on, OMG. Put OMG on the screen if I'm talking to you. You're like, oh, God, I am not a hater. God, I want to see everybody win. But for real? They don't even care. It's not even important to them. They're not even trying. If that's you, put OMG on the screen. Because let me tell you what you are missing. You keep making comparison. And the first thing we got to do, let's cover this in prayer. Father, forgive us for comparing ourselves to other people because we don't know the hand they've been dealt. And we don't know the hand that they're playing. We don't know all of the details. We don't know all of the background. So in Jesus name, we say, Lord, forgive us for comparing ourselves to other people. What are we supposed to do? We are supposed to simply uh, compete with yesterday's version of ourselves. So forgive us for that. Everybody say, Lord, forgive me right there. Come on. Mr. Fulman, why do you have us type so much and say so much? It's biblical principles. Wherever two agree, agree on anything, it should be done for them. Uh, social um, distancing, so we can't touch right now. All right. And it's digital, so you couldn't touch anyhow. So you're typing it in. That's our way of agreeing. Number two. Not only is that what we're doing, um, but Proverbs 18, 21, life and death are in the power of your what? Tongue. So you got to say it so you can see it. You got to say it so you can see it. You can, Mr. What's that noise? I keep hitting my ring on the table. All right. 
Um, and also, too, just because sometimes this comes out, this is an Alpha and Omega ring. Somebody one time said he got a Mason's ring on that. I don't know where you see Mason and Alpha and Omega and a crown. I'm talking about Jesus. And this is a lion. All right, listen. Um, there are times in our life where we be like, God, why, look, why are you blessing them like that? Y'all ready? Let's go here. If this is you, put OMG on the screen. God, I'm not perfect, but the way they live it. Come on, if you've ever said that. If you've ever thought that, if you've ever looked at how you live versus how somebody else's live, you're like, God, look, they out here doing this, out here doing that, out here doing this, out here. I'm not doing none of that, God. And it looked like you letting them win. Come on. Come on. Tell me if that's you to put OMG on the screen. You're like, God, they out here. Boop, 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 boop. Or that TikTok. Pop, 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 pop. They out here doing all kind of stuff, God. And it looked like you were allowing them to do well. And here I am faithful. Come on. Here I am giving. Here I am serving. Here I am putting you first. And Lord, it looks like you are letting these other folk do better. What's up with that? Put OMG on the screen because I'm going to answer that tonight for you. You want your answer? Here's your answer. One, what do we say? You shouldn't compare yourself to other people, period. But here's number two, everybody on prayer. Here's number two. Number two, sometimes people succeed not because of them, but because of who's around them. Oh my God. I need y'all to say amen right there. David had all these issues, but he had mighty men around him. Can I give you an example? One day, uh, David's son, one of his sons, his name was Absalom. This Mark, <laughs> this sucker tried to take the kingdom from David, his own father. The Bible says Absalom stole the hearts of the people. So here's what happened. People would come to meet. Please listen to me. People would come to meet with David. And when they were coming to meet with David, Absalom, one of the princes, he'd interject. And he'd say, you ain't got to go talk to my father. What do you need? I'll take care of that for you. Oh, we're trying to get to the king. Mm -mm, I'll take care of you. Be careful for people who try to speak on your behalf. Come on here. Because sometimes you're going to be dealing with people that the reality is they're trying to steal the hearts of the people that, that, that you that you are assigned to. Be careful for some of y'all who send messages by people. You better say it for yourself. Don't you send them. Oh, let me talk to y'all. No, stop sending messages by people. Say it yourself. You grown. Stop sending messages, husbands, by your wife. Say it yourself. You the head, not her. You say it. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Stop sending messages by your kids. Go tell so-and-so something. You say it. Because you got to be careful. Because whenever you start relaying messages, oh my God. You got to be careful that you're not dealing with people who they're trying to turn the hearts of people. Absalom turned the hearts of people from David to himself. He said, forget my daddy. Look at me. As a pastor, I've seen this happen. I've seen people get next to power and think that they are the power. I've seen people get next to me and think that they are me. Y'all ain't going to talk and speaking on saying stuff I would never say, doing stuff I would never do. Y'all ain't talking to me. It happens. It happens. It happens. Are you hearing me? You got to be careful with that. Got to be more careful. Listen, so what ends up happening, guys, and if you're just coming in, like the video, tell me where you're watching from, share the video. David, um, when this happens, Absalom, they literally get on the run. The king is on the run. David is on the run from his own son. From his own son. Some of y'all, your greatest enemies, look at me. The reason your house is so ten, uh, uh, tense is because your enemies is under your roof. 
I pray God give you the grace to deal with the enemies you got to live with. I don't know who that's for. I don't know who that's for. I don't know who that's for. Some of you, your greatest enemies sit in your section at work. I pray that God give you the ability to be strong, give you the ability to be bold, give you the ability to do what God has ordained for you to do. Why? The Bible said that the righteous are as bold as a lion. I need you to type on the screen, I'm bold, I'm bold, I'm bold. I'm bold. What's that language Bishop was talking in? It's called Unknown Tongues. Bishop, that's scary. It's not scary. It's very spiritual. If you want to learn about it, there's a series um, you can get on our YouTube channel or our podcast uh, and get to our app and all that called Ghost. Can I get a few? I'll just type that. It's a series called Ghost. Got it? Mr. Why do you stop to say things like that? Because guys, I am called not just to reach those that know the Lord, but we're also called to reach what are called the unchurched and de-churched. What is that? Unchurched, people that never grew up in church. De-churched, people that grew up in church and fell away. So stop assuming that everybody knows all the same things. So as a shepherd, what I have to do is I have to make sure I feed those that um, need similac. And simultaneously feed those that need filet mignon with ribs and two sides and four biscuits or four rolls. Come on here. <laughs> All right. Um, so so when I take time to do things like that, it is to make sure that we're all on the same page. Because in all that getting, get an understanding. Here's a great understanding. I'm an unchurched. I've never heard the term before. You see what I'm saying? So when I take time to explain things, it's because I'm mindful that part of my assignment is to reach everybody. Okay. All right. Listen, all right. <laughs> listen. Um, so Absalom, D David, them on the run. They on the run. They're on the run. Run for it. Run for it. Run. They are on the run. Y'all. And as they are on the run, um, Joab, one of David's mighty men, Come on, say, I'm surrounded by strong support. Type that on the screen. I'm surrounded by strong support. I'm surrounded by strong support. So David, David, um, one of his mighty men, David's like, look, go get this dude. Go handle him. Handle that. Run that. Handle that. Joab goes and gets him. And when Joab goes and gets him, Joab, they kill him. They kill Absalom. They said, look, do you know the hell we had to get, we had to go through to get the kingdom? You need some people in your life that when you don't feel like fighting, they'll fight for you. Let's pray. Father, we call people into our lives that when we don't feel like fighting, that they will fight for us, not against us. They will fight with us, not against us. We call that support in. We call strong support in. We call some Joabs, the young Joab, because the old Joab killed those that he thought were competition. We call the spirit of that young Joab that would go, that did what David needed when David wouldn't do it himself. Oh God, we call that support into our lives in Jesus' name. Come on, everybody, put Amen right there. Listen, let me wrap this up and get to this fear of failure. Um, so David and them they're on the run. Joab gets to Absalom. They kill Absalom. They, the, they uh, Joab and the men come back in the city. And here's what David asks. Please listen to me. David says. Tell me about the lad. Is he alive? The lad he was referring to was Absalom. He said, tell me about my son. Is my son alive? And Joab said, no, we shanked that dude. <laughs> we got rid of Joab. Joab had to go. David, sir, do you not understand the kingdom you have built? He trying to, he trying to tear it down. For some of you, listen, your love for people 
makes you ignore the the lesions that they carry in them and the lesions that they put on you. For some of you, your love for people makes you ignore the legions of demonic spirits in them and the lesions that they put on you. And I need you to say, I, I just saw somebody put on the screen. I'm woke. Put that on the screen. I'm woke. I'm woke. I'm woke. Here David is saying, is, is, is he alive? And, 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 and Joab is like, what do you mean is he alive? No, we killed him. Sir, he tried to take the kingdom from us. He tried to kill us. He tried to take us down. <laughs> Listen, what do you mean? Is he alive? No, he ain't alive. We killed him. And, and watch me. And David starts weeping. David starts mourning. And watch me. Pretend like this is David's throne. The, the king gets off the throne. Now, what does this mean? I need y'all to catch the imagery. This is the throne. The king gets off the throne. What does that mean? The kingdom has no leadership now. Come on. What does that mean? You're off your assignment. Some of y'all stopped serving because you were dealing with an Absalom. Some of y'all got off your assignment because you were dealing with an Absalom. I need y'all to say amen right, right there. You are literally out of place because of problems with people. You are out of place because of your Absalom. And I pray tonight that in the name of Jesus, we would get to the place and remain in the place, in the seat and the position and the assignment that we are supposed to be. Father, forgive us for allowing Absalom to get us out of assignment, to get us from where we needed to be. Forgive us from letting the people around us mess with our focus, mess with what we're supposed to do. We decree and declare that these last six, we will be in place. Come on. These last six, we will be exactly where we're supposed to be, doing exactly what we're supposed to do on our assignment, sitting in our seat. In Jesus' name, I need everybody to type amen right there. David gets off the throne. I got to wrap this up. He gets off the throne. And so Joab is like, what are you doing? Listen, you need people like this in your life. David is, oh, I can't believe Absalom. Oh, my son Absalom. Oh, my son Absalom. Joab walks in the room. Hey, look, sir, listen, because whenever you're giving access to authority, you got to step to authority correctly. He says, sir, I perceive that if Absalom was alive, you'd be happy. And if we were dead, you'd be happy. He said, this is what he said. You love who hates you and you hate who loves you. I'm going to cover that in prayer. Father, cause us not to love who hates us and cause us not to hate who loves us. Make the difference clear. Make the difference clear. Make the difference clear right now in the name of Jesus. So Joab says, get up, get back on the throne, put your crown back on because these men need their leader. Just because one of your sons sucks does not mean that everything you've built is gone. Just because one of your friends stopped building a business with you does not mean you stopped building a business. I need y'all to get with me tonight. Just because one person don't want to walk with you no more does not mean you stop walking. Pastor, just because one person is gone from your church does not mean you need to shut the whole thing down because they crazy fellas gone. Praise God, they gone. It ain't a fit. And if it ain't a fit, you got to quit. Hallelujah to God. Glory. Are y'all hear what I'm saying? Oh my God. Say, Lord, give me a Joab. Come on. Give me a Joab. Everybody, J-O-A-B. Give me a Joab. Oh my God, I got to quit. So what ends up happening? When you have the right people around you, you can win. When you have the wrong people around you, you can lose. And here's what we get to, guys. A fear of failure. For many of us, the fear of failure 
comes because of situations we've experienced with people in the past. I want to run down this road real quick and I want everybody to begin to type your prayer request in because I've only got three minutes before prayer is over. I want everybody um, to begin to type your prayer request in right now. Everybody begin to do it right now on any platform. If you're on a Harvest channel, you're not, you can't use, there's no chat there, uh, but you can uh, verbalize it. Bill Gates, first company, Traffle Data, failed miserably. When Gates and his partner, Paul Allen, tried to sell it, the product wouldn't even work. Gates and Allen didn't let them stop that from trying again. No, he bounced back. Jim Carrey used to be homeless. Benjamin Franklin dropped out of school at age 10. Oprah Winfrey gave birth at age 14, lost her child. Thomas Edison filed, failed a thousand times before creating the light bulb. Dr. Seuss' first children book um, uh, was refused by 27 publishers, um, but a half a billion books later. Come on. Will Smith's life got flipped, turned upside down when he owed the IRS almost $3 million in 1989. Uh, everybody know Will Smith now. Michael Jordan was rejected from high school varsity basketball team and six NBA championships and a billionaire later. Moses came up with excuses, yet he delivers the people. David is lustful, yet he's called a man after God's own heart. Abraham failed to take care of his son Ishmael, yet he's the father of many nations. Peter denied Christ, yet Christ says, feed my sheep. Paul used to kill Christians, then he was the biggest winner of souls to Christianity. Joseph looked like a failure until he was the, uh, uh, the prime minister. What are you telling me, Bishop? I am trying to tell you, you do not need to feel failure. Guys, I got to wrap it up. If you need to give your life to the Lord, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure. Right now, on prayer, I want you to just say, it's me, or do the hand wave emoji. You need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure. Say, it's me, or do the hand wave emoji right now. One, two, three. Respond right now on every platform. Respond right now on every platform. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure. Respond right now on every platform. The hand wave emoji, say, it's me. I want everybody to flow in this prayer with me. Say, Father... Thank you for dying in my place. So because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, come on, y'all say, I am reconnected to you. If I wasn't sure, I am sure right now in Jesus name. Amen. Guys, can I get everybody to type text decision to 59769? Uh, on the screen. What do you do? If you just prayed that prayer for the first time, recommitted yourself to the Lord, or you're now sure, text decision to 59769. And when you do that, we're going to shoot you a text right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle, not just a hobby. Guys, I encourage you to sow into prayer tonight. Be a blessing to what blesses you. How can you do it? Um, get our app and text, uh, click the give button on Cash App. Can I get a few of y'all to type this on every platform? It's Bishop Foreman. A Harvest Church Give. If you're on Venmo, it's Harvest Church Give. If you're on PayPal, it's Harvest Church Give. All right. Bless what blesses you, everybody. I challenge everybody to sow a $20 seed. Matter of fact, two seeds. A $20 seed. And for those of you that are getting rid of worthless folks, a $50 seed. 20 or 50. I challenge everybody to sow tonight. Instagram, I got to go. I got five seconds. Love you. Go sow. Love you. Hallelujah. For everybody on every other platform, listen, I encourage you right now uh, to make sure that you sow, sow into what's a blessing you, be a blessing to what's blessing you. Do not miss church on Wednesday night. It's going to be absolutely ridiculously amazing, I believe. Um, uh, again, we ran out of time tonight. I couldn't get uh, as in detail as I wanted to get from prayer tonight. But let me tell you, um, I got great anticipation. Anybody else expecting for the word to just be awesome? I am on this upcoming um, upcoming Wednesday night. It's going to be powerful. So love you guys. Pray that you have an amazing night. Let me say this to all of my Harvest family in Denver. I love you and I miss you. All my digital family, I love you. Y'all know that. 
But um, I had my first hug in 100 days on Friday. I was traveling. I uh, was traveling to um, view some things uh, in Charlotte. And uh, I'm always, well, I, I won't put that answer, but um, always begin, always start planning three to five years ahead of whatever it is you're working on. And um, and so I had my first hug on Friday because in the South, listen, they don't follow none of these rules, but social distancing and stuff. So we, you know, we follow the rules here, even with my family. We follow the rules, and so um, none of um, none of the folks in the South follow the rules. So I, I get in the first pass. He, hey, Bishop, how you doing? I said, Oh my God, you're not supposed to hug me, and, uh, and, and it was fine. And then um, some others did. A pastor and his wife they gave a hug and all that, and they shook hands. And I said, Y'all, the first hug in a hundred days. It's the first plane ride in a hundred days. Um, so I just want all my digital family to know I love you, and I'm so glad that we're connected. And many of y'all take trips periodically throughout the year. And that's awesome. For those of you in Denver, I want you to know um, that uh, I'm so excited. Stay connected, please, to our app uh, because we have been given uh, and clearance is beginning to happen. So things can open back up. So we're going to move in that. We're going to do it safely. Last thing I want to do on all these other platforms, because we're off on Instagram, is I want to say this. We pray for a what? Swift end. Come on, everybody. Swift end. To the coronavirus outbreak. Yes, we do. I love you guys. Have an amazing night. Please keep me in your prayers. We ran out of time. I didn't get an opportunity to pray for me. Um, please keep me in your prayers. Um, uh, would you do that? Would you do that? Matter of fact, can we just take 30 seconds? Can I just get you to type a quick prayer if you're still on and pray for me? Can I get you to do that? If you're still on, can I get you to type a quick prayer and uh, and just pray for me. I would sincerely appreciate it. Um, just a quick prayer, 30 seconds, just praying for me. Pray that I have the right people around me. Pray Again, that's how you win. David had a lot of issues, but he had a great team. Jesus, I need you to pray for the right people around me as we continue to move in the things that God has ordained. Would you do that? Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate you. I love you for all of your prayer requests here. Let me cover those. While you're praying for me, let me cover yours. Father, we cover every prayer request right now in the name of Jesus that is represented here. And Father, we thank you that you are the God that hears. You're the God that answers. You're the God that gives strategy. Thank you for what we have covered tonight in prayer. Uh, Father, we rebuke a fear of failure. We rebuke thinking we're not going to be able to accomplish what you've ordained for us to accomplish. Um, we rebuke, Father, a telephobia. That is the feeling of not being good enough. And Father, we know that we are well able to do everything that you've ordained for us to do. And we bless you for it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, guys. If you didn't sow, again, I encourage you, two seeds tonight. Listen, if you don't want to sow, don't sow. I'm a sower. And so I got I got my phone, my other phone here. I'm getting ready to sow my seed uh, right away. I believe in sowing two seeds tonight that are, that, that are there. A $20 seed, I encourage you to sow. Bless what blesses you. If it doesn't bless you, don't sow. If it blesses you, sow. Or a $50 seed. What's the $50 seed? Remember, how many times did the Bible mention worthless fellows? 50 times. 50 is the number of jubilee or freedom, which means you're going to have to go through that a little bit. Oh, my God. And I have had to go through it a lot of it. <laughs> you have to go through that a little bit before you finally get freedom for that. And so I pray you have freedom in that. Love you guys. Having an absolutely amazing night. See you on Wednesday night for church. Um, for some, it's going to be online only. For uh, for some, they're going to be in the building. Come on here, all right? For those of you excited about being in the building, just say, I'm excited. <laughs> Love you guys. Have a good night. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? 
Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Oh, come on now. You know you deserve it. A steak patty on any McDonald's breakfast sandwich. I mean any breakfast sandwich. Biscuit, McMuffin, Bagel, McGriddles, a juicy steak patty on any breakfast sandwich. And when you order through the app, buy one and get one free. Now go get them. Valid for product of equal or lesser value. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Excludes one, two, three dollar menu.